rendering reflections in window glass by arthur l gooptill from sketching and rendering in pencil this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org there is no great difficulty in acquiring the skill to render a wall of brick or stone or a roof of slate or shingle but when it comes to successfully representing windows or glazed doors or any objects containing large areas of glass our task proves less simple for glazed surfaces are so complex and changeable in their appearance as to demand special care and skill in their indication it is not hard to be sure to learn to draw a typical window or two especially if shown at small scale but if the scale is so large as to make any considerable amount of detail necessary it is no easy task for the beginner to do even this much well while it is still more difficult to so render a number of adjacent windows as to give them the best effect in relation to one another and to the remainder of the building if they are made too dark or too light they may even though good in themselves attract more than their proper share of attention and if all are drawn in the same way the result will probably prove monotonous while if instead too much variety is shown the breadth of effect of the whole drawing is almost sure to be destroyed before attempting finished renderings of windows the student should therefore acquaint himself through observation and study with the appearance of glass under different circumstances and conditions for it is only by so doing that he can represent it to the best advantage in any given problem walk along a street and study the windows that you see not only those near at hand but those in the distance as well compare those on the sunny side with those in the shade and those in the upper stories with those in the lower as you make these comparisons ask yourself such questions as the following what is the difference in the appearance of glass in sunlight and in shade do windows in the upper stories have the same general effect as those in the lower how do windows in the distance compare with those near at hand can you see the curtains or shades distinctly in all the windows how much of the interiors of the rooms do you see as you pass is the glass always plainly visible is it hard to tell if panes have been broken from a sash is it easy to distinguish plate glass when you see it if so why do all the lights of glass in one window look the same does the glass usually seem lighter or darker than the sash itself do you see images reflected in the glass if so are they sufficiently definite to permit you to tell trees from buildings does your own image appear in the windows are images more distinct in glass in shade than in glass in the sunlight are reflections as clear on a rainy day as they are when the sun is shining 
a little observation will answer such questions as these and make it evident that ordinary window glass has two leading characteristics which relate especially to its appearance and which are therefore of the greatest importance to the student first comes its transparency under certain conditions glass seems practically invisible this is especially true of clean plate glass favorably lighted we are sometimes able then in our representation of windows to neglect the glazing and treat the sashes just as though the panes were non-existent showing distinctly the shades and hangings within or if the drawing is made from an interior looking out the foliage and sky beyond the other characteristic and the one which causes much of the trouble of the beginner is the power that glass has to act as a reflector or mirror giving very often a shiny effect to the window and usually images of objects as well which in some cases are almost as clear as those obtained in the usual looking-glass one of the difficulties confronting the student who tries sketching directly from buildings is the complication in the effect of glass resulting from these reflections for often trees and buildings and skies and clouds and people are all pictured in the windows showing so plainly as to prove confusing for the images are not only somewhat distorted as a rule because of imperfections in the glass but are crisscrossed by the sash bars and mingled and blended with the curtains in a most bewildering manner it is not easy therefore to know just what to put in and what to leave out so considerable experience will be necessary to teach what really is essential and what should be subordinated or omitted it is worth remembering that as a rule the two characteristics of glass which we have mentioned appear in combination the glass seems sufficiently transparent to enable us to see through it quite easily yet has enough reflection to give it a shiny appearance sometimes however this power to reflect neutralizes the effect of transparency to such an extent that we find it impossible to look through the panes at all this is especially true in windows near the top of a building where the reflection of sunlight or bright sky is frequently so strong as to make the curtains within either invisible or very indistinct such windows and particularly those at the upper stories of very tall buildings often take on much the same color and tone as the sky and if the sun itself is reflected the windows become dazzling in their brilliancy a reflected light cloud may make the glass almost white while a blue sky may cause a blue reflection of a value similar to that of the sky itself if we observe the windows nearer the street level we find as a rule that most of them seem darker for in place of the sky reflections we have those of nearby buildings and trees it is useful to bear in mind then that when rendering tall buildings the general tone of the glass 
taken as a whole may often be correctly shown lighter in the upper than in the lower stories even in the ordinary suburban home or country house the windows of the lower floors frequently seem darker when viewed from without than do those above especially if the nearby foliage is comparatively low so as to reflect in the downstairs windows only it is true too that glass within shadow or on the shady side of a building usually seems much lighter than we would expect so it is by no means necessary to represent it by a dark tone simply because it is within shade or shadow its light appearance is generally due to the fact that it mirrors the brightness of the sky or some nearby building in sunlight this power which glass has to reflect varies under different circumstances if glass has black or darkness as a background or is in shadow as we have just mentioned it usually proves a stronger reflector than it does when in light or with light shining through from behind or with a light background paint glass black on the back and it becomes a good mirror reflecting objects very distinctly when we look at a window from without in the daytime and it has no shades or curtains its glazing may be likened to the painted glass just mentioned the darkness of the interior being relatively of a deeper value than the outdoor tones and therefore taking the place of the black paint and such a window shows reflections more distinctly than one with light curtains behind if a window by chance shows portions of a black or any very dark window shade and of a light one as well the reflections will be more distinct on that portion of the glass which has the dark shade behind it and contrarily if a similar window has a light shade lowered to the sill so as to fill the whole opening the reflections will be comparatively indistinct as a further proof that glass is a good mirror when backed up with black stand facing a window in a lighted room at night with the shade raised and if it is dark out of doors your own image can be easily seen in the daytime however if you stand at the same place and look out into the sunlight you will find your reflection to be quite indistinct or even invisible when making a drawing of an interior as it appears in the daytime it is therefore seldom necessary to show any reflections in the glass of the windows or doors of the outside walls as the brighter light without renders them impotent in fact in architectural drawing it is only occasionally that definite reflections of objects are shown for unless extreme care is used to keep them inconspicuous they may become so noticeable as to seriously detract from the result it is not often advisable for instance to show the reflections of tree trunks or nearby buildings and if such images are indicated they should be drawn correctly and kept subordinated there are times however when a reflection of a window reveal or an arch in trottos or some similar adjacent part of a building may prove interesting 
and in the sketch at number five figure thirty six a dark reflection of the shaded entrados is shown even though comparatively little use is made of definite images of objects when representing glass the effect of most windows is nevertheless modified to such an extent in general tone by the indefinite reflections of the sky and distant objects as to demand some expression of this modification but as the spectator when viewing a drawing seldom has an exact knowledge of what these objects influencing the appearance may be the artist is usually at liberty to assume such conditions as best suit his requirements and convenience this means that if it pleases him to draw his windows light on the assumption that they are reflecting a bright sky or dark for some similar reason he is at liberty to do so and as windows often change in effect completely and suddenly it is hard to dispute his authority now to get down to a few practical facts of value to the beginner first of all decide whether the glass is to be shown light or dark this depends largely on the surrounding material if the walls are of light plaster and strong contrast seems desirable keep the glass dark if instead the walls are of a dark material light windows will attract more attention there are many cases however where it seems wise to keep certain windows inconspicuous as a matter of presentation and under such conditions strong contrast is of course to be avoided the best way to determine which windows should be dark and which light is by making a preliminary study on tracing paper before starting the final rendering as a rule those windows nearest the spectator or in some instances nearest the center of interest should show not only the sharpest contrasts but also the greatest amount of detail this gives us an opportunity to get a certain variety of treatment in the different windows which is essential but at the same time care must be taken not to provoke unrest by overemphasizing the differences of representation once a general scheme for the values has been determined upon it is necessary to reach a decision as to how much detail is to be shown through the glass this will depend largely on the location of the windows and on the nature of the building if a dignified facade is to be rendered it is seldom wise to show much inside the glazing as curtains and the like sometimes detract from the architectural character of a formal building unless rendered in a very conventional manner an informal building such as a suburban residence permits greater freedom of expression however so in a building of this sort it is usually best to show the shades and curtains quite distinctly stiffness of effect is avoided if an occasional window is shown open or with the shutters partly closed while awnings and screens and such things sometimes add to the feeling of reality in a formal building if shades are shown in the windows they are usually all lowered to the same point generally about one-third to one-half way down from the top 
or are arranged in some uniform manner but greater variety of spacing is permissible in less formal structures inside draperies harmonize better with the structural lines of the building if shown hanging vertically or nearly so and for this reason it is often well not to drape them in curves as curved lines frequently attract too much attention neither is it necessary or desirable to show much detail or design in the hangings though there is no harm in suggesting some simple pattern as in number four figure thirty six especially if a sash is unbroken by muttons or other objects when it comes to the rendering of the sashes and the window frame treat the woodwork very broadly merely suggesting by one or two lines all the various members of which the whole is composed the sash bars will usually be sufficiently well indicated if a single line representing their shady side and their shadow on the glass is used sashes are as a rule left white on renderings but there are instances where the glass is shown so light as to cause dark sashes to seem essential as a means of producing proper contrast in number five figure thirty six it will be noticed that the woodwork of the door is left light at the bottom where the glass is dark but graded to dark at the top so as to count strongly against the light reflection in number nine figure thirty seven the sashes are in shadow and consequently dark but the glass here is catching a strong reflection of light as in the previous example it perhaps seems a bit extreme to leave the glass as white as it is in this sketch and in the doorway at number thirteen on the same sheet but an effect of transparency is obtained in this way and the light tone of the glass pleasingly breaks up the monotony of the shadow often however the glass in such windows is shown very dark this being a matter of choice as both conditions are found in actual buildings in most drawings of windows the shadows cast by the frame and by the sashes on the shades and curtains are made quite prominent and this often adds greatly to the effect and it is well as a rule to emphasize the shadows of the shutters also there is another point worth considering and this is that if there is a large dark shadow near the top of a window it is best not to have a similar dark tone at the bottom as such duplication may injure the result end of rendering reflections in window glass by arthur l gooptill from sketching and rendering in pencil recorded for librivox by sue anderson